Hey you guys, what's up? You have found your way to the I'd Rather Anime Podcast, and we are your hosts. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Ben. And this is your place to catch up on all things anime, new and old, with a lovely addition of our opinions, thoughts, and banter. You could be doing other things, but we know you'd rather anime with us. So, it's a new anime season, spring 2021. And, of course, we are doing our best to keep up with the anime that we think might be interesting. So, for today's episode of I'd Rather Anime, we we are going to be giving you guys our initial thoughts on Tokyo Revengers, the first two episodes. Hikihiro. After being rejected, I shaved and took in a high school runaway. The first two episodes. The Saint's magic power is omnipotent. The first two episodes of that. And Vivi, Fluorite Eye Song the first three episodes of that one and if you're listening to this and you would like to skip any spoilers because you have not started these anime or you need to go back and watch them before you listen to the podcast we will do our best to break this up on anchor so if you would like to skip sections check out anchor.com on the podcast or the app it's anchor.fm anchor.fm i lied to you anchor.fm there should be a link wherever you uh found this (laughs) Yeah, so Most check likely. it out there if you want to skip sections. But yeah, that's your disclaimer. We will be talking about those specific episodes and we'll try to give you spoiler warnings if you're listening anywhere else. So let's get into this. All right, so starting off, um, what do you want to start with? Well, I figure we just go in order and let's just be honest, we're going to start with the best thing first. So let's start with Tokyo Wow, you think Tokyo Revengers is the best thing? That might be true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> so, if you are new to season, this season of anime or you're listening to this in the future, in spring 2021, it's so far removed that you're like, oh, what came out? Tokyo Revengers is a actually interesting take on, I wouldn't necessarily call it an isekai. It's more of a time travel. Yeah, it's so, definitely a time travel. Basically, the premise of the story is you have this guy, his name is Takamichi, and he is not living his best life. You know, he's got a crappy apartment, a crappy job, no girlfriend, and he's kind of lost his way in the world and he's just making it by, right? But then he's watching the news one day and he finds out that the one person he actually really and truly loved and cared about in this world, his middle school girlfriend, has died in a gang related incident and that just kind of wrecks his whole brain right and so he has a near death experience and he finds out he can time travel and guess where he's back at you guys that's right middle Middle school school. 12 years ago his girlfriend's still alive and she's actually still his girlfriend and he is on the precipice of when his life started to go downhill and led him to make all the crappy choices that led him to a crappy adulthood so Now he can time travel and he is trying to find a way to save his girlfriend from being killed because even in 12 years in the future, he is still madly in love with her and he does not want her to die even though they have not talking, talking, even though they have not spoken in in years. years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a really crazy story because it just like, it starts off and he's just like, it just seems like typical anime stuff. 
and then all of a sudden you get hit with the time travel and it's like we as anime watchers were like clearly this is time travel but in his mind he's like man this is a long time for my life to be flashing before my eyes yeah you know because he's having this near-death experience so he's like this must be what they talk about when they say your life flashes before your eyes right before you die and it takes a while for him to just be like you know what this might not be my life flashing before my eyes like, this is actually real, but... If that is the case, you know what? There's something I want to change. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it was just like, it leads them to make different decisions, which I thought was cool. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say that I really like about this anime is that at the be- in the beginning, he is still obviously very much the same person and he thinks he's just reliving-, reliving his life experiences. So he's just like, I remember what happened and this is what happened but the more you watch it and the more the story goes along you can tell that he is starting to realize how he ended up in the adulthood that he ended up in and he's starting to make conscious changes like i can't just run away because that is his biggest problem is he runs away from from his problems and i'm not going to like spoil all of it i mean it was kind of a spoiler review but i'm not gonna spoil all of it but basically his biggest issue is that he made a choice to run away from a problem rather than facing it and that led to everything that happened within the next 12 years of his life and now that he's back and basically getting a chance to redo it knowing everything that he knows he is choosing to make different choices and there's also you know the plot of you know the the brother of his girlfriend he ends up actually saving his life inadvertently in an attempt to save his girlfriend's life. And his girlfriend's name, uh, Hinata Tachibana, that's her name. Yeah, Tachibana. And um, in trying to save her, uh, he tells her younger brother, Naoto, that A, remember this date, July 1st, 2017. You're like, protect your sister because on that day, you're gonna die and she's she's going to die. And you know, he believes him and that changes the future. And that's when they realize that this time traveling thing is real and not just some wacky dream, almost yeah, near death Yeah, I experience. like the fact that he got like yanked back to the future, Yeah, you know? So it was just like, normally, you know, you might go back into the past and you just have to relive everything and try to make better decisions. So you end up like reset at square one or something like that. Mm-hmm. But that's not how this, this goes. It's not like, it's not like re-zero starting over. It's, it's his own thing and mm-hmm. I like the fact that he goes back and forth so he can see the cons- the direct consequences of his mm-hmm. actions when he gets back to the future and I also like that he cannot pick which day he goes back or how far like his ability is literally he goes 12 years back to the day of his time child that's it he can't go back further he can't pick and choose which day he goes back to mm-hmm. or anything like that it's literally if i go back i'm going back 12 years that's yeah. it so it's just like he's getting a redo but he's only getting one redo for that particular time yeah you know so it actually kind of reminds me a little bit more like obviously this is a shonen anime but it reminds me of when we watched orange which is another time travel type thing where basically they send letters back to themselves in the past to make different decisions um and it creates like an alternate timeline type thing so i kind of like the idea of time travel but when done correctly it's just it can be a slippery slope sometimes yeah but i like the idea of if i knew what i knew now would i still make the same decisions and would my previous self believe me so like with orange it was like okay 
what will we do differently? And obviously they had different consequences. Well, I don't know, but I guess both of them are dealing with the same type of consequences in each anime of the death of a friend. Yeah. But I like how in this one in Tokyo Avengers, uh, Takamichi's actually going back in the past himself. He's not writing himself letters or trying to leave like little notes and hints. He's not worried about screwing up the timeline or creating an alternate timeline. He's like, no, in this timeline, Tachibana dies. I have to stop that from happening. And that doesn't matter how many times I get the crap beat out of me. I'm still going to yeah. do this. And he gets the crap beat out of him a lot, considering yeah. that we only watched two episodes. Yeah. And I mean, and the reason why, because I don't think we actually talked about it, is because, you know, when he was younger, he was in a gang. Yeah, and he was same, a delinquent. And, and then and um, the same gang that he ends up kind of being associated with is ends up, the, killing, his ends up killing his girlfriend 12 years later. He's not in the gang 12 years later. He's far removed from it because he ran away, you know. But now he's like, okay, I'm going to have to, like, get in this gang and figure out, you know, how can I use this to stop the events in the future from happening? And yeah. it's just, it's it's a cool little premise. And it's fun. You have to see it. I'm not going to spoil all the moments. But, but I, oh, sorry. I like the fact that he's forced to change his character. Well, not only even say force, but he's able to make new new decisions based upon he knows where the current roads end up. You know, it yeah. might have seemed like the best thing to do at the time and the best sacrifices to make at the time, but now he knows the consequences of those actions. He's making different decisions, even though they cause him more pain than he went through originally. Yeah, and I like that it's this anime is. It's kind of rough and tumble, but it's also not hard to look at, which is a very interesting way to explain it. But he's a delinquent. He's a delinquent. He's in a gang. He has superiors, and that comes with its own consequences. There is a lot of physical violence, so I'll say that is a trigger warning for this anime. If you're not into seeing people get punched in the face, and there's actually kind of a, like a lot of blood, and there's a scene where this dude gets beat with the bat and a lot of ganging up on people. It's yeah. it's a gang, they're delinquents and they're not play play delinquents. They're like real, they're not delinquents who hang out at school. Okay, these are delinquents who skip school and actually call do illegal stuff and cause problems. Yeah, yeah, and they'll be offended if, you play, if you're a play play delinquent. Yeah. They ain't playing them games. So <laughs> keep that in mind when going into this, but I will say this, it is not like a visceral reaction to the violence, like, oh my goodness, I can't watch this. This is too much. And it's not gory, I'll say. It's yeah. if you can if you can stomach attack on Titan, you can for sure stomach this. Oh, this isn't nearly that bad. This is there's not nearly as much blood in this as there is in And there's attack no decapitating or Jujutsu Kaisen. Removing it's not, limbs. it's not even anywhere near that bad. <laughs> yeah. You know. So it's you it's you very don't much see anybody violence. die, you just get see people get beat up. Yeah, it's very much cartoon violence. So keep that in mind going into this. But I enjoyed it. I think it's really good. I think the storytelling is on track to be really good. Obviously, we're only two episodes into it, so it could make it far left and our assumptions be wrong. But so far, I like the animation. I like the pace of the storytelling. I feel like it had a good first episode. I was like, ooh, what's this? What's happening? I feel like a lot happened in it without me being bored or losing interest. And I like Takamichi as a character because... I like characters who make bad decisions and I like characters who grow from them and I like characters who are not guided by this strong moral compass. So it's not like he is this police officer on the straight and narrow who is just like, I'm going to go back and do this, this, and this. It's like, no, he was a delinquent and then he grew up to be a half-assed adult and he was just like, well, damn, now that I get a second chance, 
let me try to make better decisions. And it's not like he's, like you said, he's, he's not trying to go back and be a hero. He's just trying like to make. That. He's just trying to save one person that he cared about. That and he, he wavers on that, which that I he also basically like. abandoned before. You know. Yeah. So, but anyway, it's good. Definitely recommend watching it. But we're not going to continue to rant about it. Um, if you want to know our opinions about it more, you can always get at us on Twitter at I'd Rather Anime. And yeah, let's just go ahead and talk about the next anime. All right, the next one. I've never said this out loud. Higi Hero. After being rejected, I shaved and took in a high school runaway. So. This one is the slippery slope anime. It is, and I'm going to say this. If you're listening to this and you're not on Anchor, this is your spoiler warning for Higi Hero. We are going to be talking about the first two episodes of it. So if you have not seen it, this gives you time to stop, pause, do whatever you need to do before we continue. Okay, great. Now, on to what you're saying. This is definitely a slippery slope anime. And basically the premise of Higi Hero, if you have not seen it, is... It's basically the title. <laughs> it's basically the title. So basically there's this man, his name is Yoshida. He's 26 and he is an office worker. What does he do? We don't know because it's anime. He just works in an office and he has to pull a lot of late night hours. I believe he's some type of developer or something like that. Probably a game developer knowing anime because uh, they did some coding stuff. But that's neither here nor there. Okay, well, he lives in basically a studio apartment. He's like a he's a true bachelor type dude, and he has a crush on his senior at work. Her name is Goto-san, and basically the first episode starts out with him asking her out, and she's like, "Oh, I'm seeing someone." Ha ha ha. No, thank you. Yeah, and I've been in a relationship for the last five years. And he's been working underneath her for the past five years as well. Mm -hmm. So he took him five years to get up the courage to ask her. And then she's been dating somebody this entire time, apparently. Yeah. And so he gets drunk with his friend. Um, His name is Hashimoto and they work together. And basically while getting drunk on his way home, he sees a girl sitting under a lamppost. And basically she cons him into letting her stay in his apartment which mind you he lives in a studio apartment he's got a kitchenette a fridge a closet and a bed in yeah, a bathroom he's That's a it. grown 26 year old male and she's a 16 year old high, high school, school student. student so yeah. slippery slope but i so basically the anime follows them as he takes pity on her because obviously he wakes up the next day he's not drunk anymore and he's just like why are you here and the whole t- the beginning, I'm not even gonna lie. If you watch this, the first episode, the first half of it, it's kind of tricky. This is major spoilers. So if you don't want to know, just skip over this part, okay? Three, two, one. Here's the spoiler. The spoiler is Homegirl is trying to get is trying to seduce him the entire time, and he's just like, nah. Yeah. I'll mess with teenagers. Even, even when he was drunk. He was even like, when he was dead it, drunk. And he was like, no. <laughs> Absolutely <we're> not. not. <laughs> no way. But it is kind of cringy to watch how badly she tries to get him to have sex with her. Yeah. And it doesn't happen. Yeah, but she's not the type of dude. Be prepared for that because that will, like, if you, if you can get past that, it does get a lot better, I will say. Yeah. But... We say it's a slippery slope because obviously you have an impressionable young girl. She's not 16. She's 17. I'm sorry. But you have an impressionable young girl and a grown man who are not related by blood living together in a studio apartment, essentially. Yeah. And 
he sees her as like a child. Like he sees her as his child, essentially. Like I need to be a guardian for this person because she clearly has no sense, good sense in her head if yeah. she's house hopping by sleeping with random dudes. Yeah. And it's just like, and, he, and it's apparent that that's basically what she's been doing because she doesn't have anything to offer. She doesn't have a job or anything. She's, uh, well, I don't know. Are they in Tokyo or Hokkaido? I have no idea. I think they're in Hokkaido and she's from Tokyo. Basically, no, I think they're in Tokyo and she's from Hokkaido. Either way, um, it's very far away. It's a, it's a big difference or yeah. whatever. And she's been away from her parents for, for six, six months. months. There's no uh, missing child report out on her. Um, she doesn't want to go back home, claims that her parents won't miss her. Oh, whatever. She hasn't been to school this entire time, and she's not working, so she's really just been, like, floating. Yeah. And he's just like, that's no way for a child to live. It doesn't make any sense. And whatever. he's been trying to instill, like, core values in her. Like, have better standards, standards for, for yourself. yourself which and... is, like... I, which is a good message, honestly. It's just the whole situation is kind of icky. But, you know, yeah. but at least he's trying to be a good... Um, Samaritan. Not even a good Samaritan, a good, not a parent, role model. Role model guardian. He's guardian. trying to be a good guardian for this girl, and he and he's he's thinking that it's going to be temporary, and just until like she gets enough sense in her head to like realize what she's doing and go back home, go back home, fix herself, do whatever she has to do, but stop running away yeah. or whatever. But and I think what's important to note about this anime is. We don't know yet if they're going to try to spin this as a romance because it's been brought up like his uh, friend Hashimoto because he told his friend Hashimoto about this. Everybody else doesn't know. But he's like, and Hashimoto, who's married, is like, hey, be careful. You might fall in love with her or she might fall in love with you. You guys are living together. And, and you know, Yoshida's like, absolutely not. It's not possible. Which he says it in a way that it's, it's not even like, okay, well, maybe he might. Or whatever. But he says it like straight up like how you would expect a grown man to respond to someone telling him that he's going to fall in love with a senior in high school. And he's like got a full job, graduated college and everything. And he's just like, absolutely not. Yeah, you know? he's, he's not interested in her in that way at all. But, you know, but what the friend brought up is like, hey, but worse, you're taking care of her. You're being nice to her, helping her out or whatever. And she might fall in love with you. That could be just as bad. Yeah. You know? So, it's I'm interested to see where this goes, especially if they don't take the route of romance, which I really hope they don't, because that's, like, really cringy. Like, it's a nine-year age gap, which, if you're 20, if you're, what, 21 and 30? Yeah. That's different than 17, 17 and, 26. and 26. So, yeah. just saying. But, so far, I like their dynamic. I like that... How do I put this? I feel like this anime gives a lot of advice that people like people need to hear. If that's yeah. not too presumptuous of me, but it like was, have standards for yourself. Like don't just think that every person who doesn't treat you terribly is a nice person. Like, no, this is he's like, I'm literally the bare minimum. And basically the situation, this is slightly spoilery, but not too spoilery. But basically the situation is He's, he smokes, right? And he lives by himself, so he normally smokes inside. But while she's there, he goes outside because, ooh, did you know secondhand smoke is actually worse than firsthand smoke? Especially and for younger people. Especially for younger people. And so he's going outside, and she's like, oh, you're so nice. And he's like, 
no, no, I'm not. Like, this is very basic. Like, have some well, standards, man. Yeah, those other guys were just Words garbage. we don't use on the podcast. They were just garbage. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm I'm not good. I'm not nice. I'm I'm just bare minimum guy, you know? And he really is, you guys. It's just like, he's not trying to do a whole lot. But, you know, she's like, well, I have to do something for you. I can't, you know, be here for free or whatever. And the whole... Um, her coming on to him thing, he didn't upset in the butt. He says, look, if you try any of that ever again, you're, I'm kicking you out. It's over. Done. Capiche. You're out on the street. I don't care. You yeah. know, he's not having it. So she's like, I gotta do something. He was like, look, clean you, up. Can, you can clean up. You can cook. Because he's like, I work all the time. You know, it's just like... He's basically like, I'm a single dude, and you saw what it looked like when you walked in here. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, but she starts cleaning up, you know, and- starts making dinner. And everyone at his job automatically assumes that, oh, he's got a girlfriend because he's leaving on time. His clothes are ironed. He yeah. has He's getting more rest because, you know, he's not drinking and working late all the time. And he's eating better food. And, yeah. you know, he's starting to, uh, she irons his shirts for him. And so they're like, oh, you're taking care of your appearance now. Like, clearly you mm-hmm. have someone in your life. And he's just like, nah, he, nah. I really don't. Nah. I really it's don't. Like, he also started shaving. And it's just like... When I said when I read the title, I thought he was like shaved his head. I thought he did too. And, and I thought he was, was going to be like, like a monk. monk. <laughs> I thought it was, the story was going to be about like a monk that took in a high school runaway. And I was just like, well, okay. But you know, it's not like that. He shaved his beard. And he starts shaving his beard every day or whatever. So he's freshly shaven all the time or whatever. He has more time now. Yeah. You know, he gets more sleep. He has someone to point it out to him. And he has someone to point out to him. Or whatever, you know? And shirts are ironed because somebody else irons them. You know, it's not like he really hasn't changed that much. The only extra effort he's put in is shaving. Is shaving and getting off of work on a decent time. Because he has someone who has who's making him dinner and who's by herself all day. And so he's like, instead of being here until 11 o'clock at night, let me go home. Yeah. So, he has a reason to go there. Yeah. So but, I, I like it. I think it's a cute anime so far as long as it doesn't take a turn for the cringe i will probably continue to yeah, watch it yeah it was dodgy there but it, it's it's giving me strong signs that yoshi does he's gonna stay on the up and up and but, also there are other grown women at his job who are into him and he's made it very clear that even though he got rejected he's still very much into goto-san yeah which i think is genuine like when you like someone if you and you've liked someone for five years just because they rejected you doesn't mean you're gonna get over it the next day like those feelings are still there and he i like that he voices that and he's not like a whiny person like how dare you do this this is this mm-hmm. yeah the most he was whiny was that first night he got rejected when he was drunk which after is fair. that it was just like he got his feelings it hurt. is what it is yeah you know, he, he doesn't complain about being rejected every episode or anything like that. He's he really an actual doesn't even adult like, about the situation. He's an actual adult about the situation, and that's what I appreciate. And considering that, you know, I'm not getting any younger, and Mr. Otaku's not getting any younger. I just said Mr. Otaku. Ben's not getting <laughs> any younger. You know, it's nice to see anime with older characters, because I'm actually 26 at the time of this recording. So... I'm that the reason why I'm so like ooh that's cringe is because I'm like I can't imagine like if I obviously if I, if I wasn't married but like being like ooh yeah you should totally date a high school senior like what no, no that's disgusting no <laughs> that's disgusting that's horrible. so 
Anyway, it's a good one. I would recommend trying it if you like a good slice of life that moves at a good pace that could potentially have an interesting premise. If it sucks, don't blame us. We try, we're just, you know, the reporters of a bipartisan discussion. Yeah. I don't know if those words actually make sense in that order, but I tried. Whatever. These are our opinions on the first two episodes. We don't know how it's going to turn out. Episode three could be totally cringe. I don't know. Yeah. But as of right now, uh, we're going to keep watching. Yeah. So on to the next episode. All right, so we are about to talk about the Saint's magic power is omnipotent. And of course, this is your spoiler warning. If you haven't watched it, if you don't plan to watch it, just do what you gotta do. If you wanna skip over this part, I recommend that you head over to Anchor to just jump to the next section, which will be Vivi Florette's Eye Song. But if you have seen it, we are gonna be talking about episodes one and two. If you don't care about spoilers, good on you. But we are about to get into this. All right, so this one is your generic isekai. Um, except she didn't die, she got summoned. Yeah, except she didn't She didn't die, she got summoned to another world. But basically, um, in this world or whatever, they need, uh, what's, what's the title? It's a- uh, A saint? A saint. They need a saint to help- Clear out the miasma. Uh, whatever. But when they do this ritual to summon, it accidentally summons uh, two saints. Two saints. Or whatever. And, and one's a 17-year-old girl and one's a 20-year-old office worker. Guess which one they picked? They picked the young girl. So the office worker has nothing to do and they don't know how to get her home. So she's like, okay, bet I don't work in the office anymore, so let me find something to do. And basically, she ends up living her best life in this isekai world. And honestly, I'm not mad at her. Um, like... It's like, okay, well, I ain't got to go to work, but let me find something to do versus just sit here in this room and talk to a maid all day. So long story short, she basically gets, uh, indu not inducted, but she basically joins the research institute. Yeah, and she cooks for them and shows them what good food actually tastes like. Because she uses herbs and in this world, I don't know what's up with fantasy worlds, but apparently food just sucks in a fantasy world because they're always like, oh, you can use salt? That's amazing. amazing. <laughs> like, yeah, yes you can. So she ends up cooking for them and like making potions and learning how to use magic and all that. But in doing this, she realizes that she is actually a saint and she's got like a ton of magical power yeah. and that she can do things. And basically whatever she does becomes 50% more, more effective than it's if somebody else were to do it. Yeah. So like she makes a basic low grade potion, that low grade potion is 50% more effective. She, she makes, makes a high grade, grade potion, that high grade potion is 50% 50 more, more effective. effective. She, she cooks for people regular food it's, they just have more energy. They and got status boosts. And it's just more effective. And she also can just like keep making these potions and things. Normal people, they make so many because you have to put magic power in each one. After so many, they you tire run out. out. Run you out know, they power. run out of magic power. She's never experienced this or any type of magical fatigue. She just can like keep going like the Energizer Bunny. Yeah, and she makes her own cosmetics that also clear up her eyesight. Yeah. So she doesn't need glasses, glasses anymore. anymore. Because, I mean, seriously, how can you come to a fantasy world and still need glasses? But I digress. Her name is Say, and she has a mentor at the, at the Institute. His name is Jude. 
And then there is Baldick, I think is how you say his name. And he's basically over the Institute. And he knows Hawk, who is also known as the Ice Prince. And these are our main characters, for at least for the first two episodes. And um, basically, as far as I can tell, this is kind of like a reverse harem type situation where they all like her. Yeah, but Hawk is winning. Hawk is for sure winning. Like, so, dude showed up on a white horse and took her on a horseback ride back to her home while talking to her and holding her bridal style. Yeah. He won. Basically, what happened was Hawk's group went out to the forest. Uh, they got beat up. They got thrashed. It was looking real bad. He was finna die. People from the Institute had to come with all their potions and stuff. He was finna die in one of her special... Uh, she high made grade, a high grade, grade potion, potion that's 50% more, more effective, effective than the regular high grade potions that he came on right back to life. Yeah, yeah. He he went from death's door to to he's fine the next day. Yeah. You know, so he was he wanted to meet her and he was just like trying to woo her ever since. You know, oh, you need to go get some more herbs so you can make another high grade potion or something. I got you. Me and my group, we just happen to be headed that way. You know, <laughs> no, I got we you. good. You head oh, back to the research institute. I can give you a ride. Maybe we can do this again on your next day off. I mean, he's just like he's ready. He he's ready. Like, let me tell you, dude got game. Dude carries her like princess carries her on the horse as the horse is trotting back to the institute where she lives. I'm just like like. Even his horse is like, I got you, son. And he, the horse is just like, I know the way. And he just got both hands on Princess carrying her all the way through, you know? And it's just like, dude got a game. It was kind of crazy. So, but I mean, but Jude was kind of sneaking in there in the last couple episodes. So, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he was hitting at some things, but but Hawk, Hawk ain't hitting. Hawk is straight, straightforward. Hawk is about two minutes away from a marriage proposal. Honestly, Hawk is getting So, but honestly, I really like this one. After Tokyo Revengers, this was my next favorite anime that we have watched so far. I just I like a good pace. I like the how do I put it? I like I don't I don't I like slice of life. I yeah. enjoy the fact that she's just living her best life, mm-hmm. trying to make a place for herself, not worried about being the chosen saint. See, she's what I like is not, that she just takes it a shot. She is not worried about that she was not the chosen one. She's like, bet I ain't the one. Cool, let ooh, me out the palace. Let her go do all the work. Can I go home? No. All right. Um, at the very least, at least the other people were like, we got you. We are gonna take care of you, but we really don't have anything for you to do. You know, so she found something for her to do at the Institute. They moved in with those people. She doing research, having a good little time, helping people, helping random girls with her uh, face problems. Her her, acne. Her acne is giving her low self-esteem and she afraid this new girl at the school or whatever going to steal her man and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it was a whole side plot, but it was it was funny. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's uh, good stuff. If you like slice of life with a little bit of romance and also possible reverse harem, then this is this is it. Especially if you if you're like me and like I said, you like characters who are a little bit older, not the 17 year old chosen one necessarily. Then for sure, yeah. give this one a try. Mm-hmm. And I always like them a little better when they throw a little magic in there. So I, it, it's fine with me as well. Um, definitely plan on keeping watching it. All right, so let's move on. Next up is Vivi's Vivi Floor Heights Ice Song. And honestly, you guys probably not gonna talk too much about this one. Um, 
I will say this. It's rated high on my anime list, I want to say. Oh, and you, you said people were talking about it on like YouTube and stuff mm-hmm. and saying that it's great. I will say this. It looks interesting. The premise is interesting. I personally am not invested in it. Only because I am not a big fan of the story route of technology takes over. I just am not personally into that type of story. Yeah, to me, is I understand what you're saying, but it doesn't feel like a giant technology takes over. It's it's it more doesn't. of a, huh? It doesn't. No, to me, it's because that's not what the time period where it's set in. It's more like the journey to prevent this from happening. You know, and to me that there's a difference in there, but it's neither here nor there. the The story is basically just about like in the end, like Chelsea alluded to, um, robots take over. It's a big whole ugly thing, whatever. Basically, some dude in the future, a hundred years from now, he sends back this uh, this He's- AI. And AI, if you don't know, is what? Artificial um, intelligence. Exactly. So, and he sends him back to... Basically change the change the Change the future. Yeah. And so, he he sends him back with all this information of what happens and how to prevent it. And basically what they call, uh, what was it? Um, Basically certain critical points in history. Like, this happened and we need something different to to happen. So we don't end up on this path. And the AI he sent back is named Matsumoto. Uh-huh. And, and he sends it to uh, BB, or better known as Diva. Diva. I don't know where BB comes from because everybody in the and show so calls her Diva, Diva because she is basically the first artificial intelligent to be like, be human-like essentially. Yeah. And her um, mission, as they say it, or her her job is to um, be a singer, is to make people happy with her voice. By singing with all her heart. Right. And, and she's obviously a robot, so it doesn't have a heart. Yeah, so she doesn't know how to figure this out. But basically, a um, hundred years from now, she's the only uh, uh, AI, AI from still, a, intact. still intact from a hundred years ago. So yeah. Because there, basically she gets moved to a museum because she is the first. And they use her design and replicate her for other robots but then once they replicate them obviously technology it gets better the more you do it so they put her in a museum as like this was the first this was the predecessor this was the original and so when the AIs take over 100 years in the future then it's like she's still there because she's shut down and hasn't been used in a century yeah so it's 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 a cool little show though because she's the artificial intelligence actually is intelligent, but at the same time, they were each of them were programmed with a singular mission, mm-hmm. and all everything they do really revolves around that mission. Yeah. So she's this Masamoto guy, or oh, Masamoto guy, Masamoto AI, who's you know taking the form of a teddy bear, uh-huh. <laughs> talking teddy bear, because of course, yeah, ironic, or whatever. He's basically. Um, getting Vivi to like go on these missions with him to change things and it's just and she's not necessarily on board with it because she's designed to make people happy so she wants to save everyone and Masamoto's like that's not the mission yeah that's not his mission so he's like he only tells her certain information and just enough to you know get her to do the mission the way he wants it done you know so but she's more kind hearted and 
cares about people and AIs and wants to investigate. She acts more human-like, really. Except in her language. Her language is very stock AI. It doesn't have a whole lot of inflection. And speaking of language, this is probably the greatest reason why we were going... We almost didn't even make it three episodes. And that's Matsumoto. He talks entirely too fast. He talks super fast. Super duper fast. And like, we are professional anime watchers, you guys. We watch subtitled anime all the time. But he talks so fast, there's no way to read the subtitles unless you pause it. Even if it was in English, if he talked the same speed, it would still be difficult to understand. Yeah. It, It was just, that's how fast he talks. And it's just like, it's very annoying. And... It's a brain hurdle when you're watching. Yeah, definitely didn't like that part. But um, honestly, I really don't have a lot to say about BB. I mean, it is what it is. It's a cool story or whatever, but not a great story. And it looks it's, good. It looks good. It's an anime original. Um, probably part of the reason why we don't care for it as much is because it's by the same person that did that did ReZero and some other show. But, you know, we we got tired of ReZero in a I- lot of ways. Well, I wouldn't say that's the reason we don't like it because Re Zero wasn't bad. It just got to a point where I lost the plot. But that's that's a different conversation. I the reason I'm not invested in BB is because a I'm not into okay the AI the the AIs take over the world in the future and we've got to stop it. And I know this is ironic considering what I said about Tokyo Avengers. I don't mind time travel. But I also dislike time travel like this, where it's like you don't really know how your actions are affecting the future. And I will say this, and it's interesting because Tokyo Avengers and BB have the same type of time travel. Like it's affecting the same timeline and you're trying to prevent a bad thing that happens in the future. But where with Tokyo Avengers, I feel like it's a personal investment. Like, yes. I feel like saving the world is for sure a good thing to do, but it's also a very broad thing. And because the main character is not invested in it. And honestly, like I'm not personally invested in the whole AIs are going to take over the world in a hundred years type thing. It's just kind of like, I get it, but then I don't. And then it's, there's it's also like I this, get it, but I don't care. I get it, but I don't care. And there's also huge time gaps in the anime. So from between episode one and, or episode two and episode three, there was like a 15 year year time gap. gap. But you can't tell because Vivi's a robot. She doesn't age. Masamoto's a robot. He doesn't age. Yeah. So the only difference is there are more AIs walking around that look like Vivi. Exactly. So I mean, they're different. They have different personalities and stuff. But, I mean, they're the same level as advanced or even more advanced than she is. Yeah. So, I wouldn't say don't watch it. I would say that it's probably a high probability that we will not continue to watch it at this point. And even if we do watch it, we're probably not going to talk about it ever again. Yeah. So, um, I would say if you're into time travel, if you're into pretty looking anime, if you're into something that could potentially be a somewhat interesting plot involving yeah. AI. It then is futuristic. You could give this one a try. It's just not for us necessarily. But that's all that we could really say because honestly, like I said, we didn't have a whole lot to say about it to begin with. But on to the next anime. Alright. So. This next one is the last one and 
just like all the others, this is your spoiler warning. We are about to talk about I've been killing slimes for 300 years and maxed out my level. We are going to be talking about the first two episodes. So if you haven't seen it and you want to watch it and without spoilers, then go ahead and do that. If you don't care about spoilers, good on you. If you want to just skip over it, well, this is the end. Well, thank you for being here listening. Yeah. So I've been killing slimes for 300 years to max out my level. It's basically about, um, what is her name? Uh, Az- Azusa? 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 I can't say her name. But regardless, basically, this office worker. Um, the Witch of the Highlands. This office worker works herself to, to death. death. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, lo and behold, she dies and she meets this godlike figure or whatever. And the godlike figure is like, I have a soft spot for pretty women or whatever. It's a female god figure, by the way. It's not a male, so I don't if that means anything to you. It's just different. Um, but but anyway, and she's like, well, um, so in my next life, can I get like a a mortal body or whatever? Can I just be immortal? She's like, yeah. And you know what? I'll give you a cute younger body because, you know, that's I'm into that. Yeah, that's my type. I'm into that. She was like, okay, cool. That was easy. And I'm going to pitch you somewhere where there's like absolutely no danger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can live peaceful by a mountainside village or something. Yeah. And uh, that's basically what she does. And basically every day she just, you know, she goes out. She kills uh, 25, around 25 slimes, so she could uh, afford her daily needs. So she could afford her daily needs. You know, slimes are easy to kill. The goddess left her house. Yeah, the the goddess left her house. She really didn't, she just lived her life being lazy and not overworking herself, not working hard at all. She just was chilling for 300 years or whatever. Well, 300 years later, it just coincidentally, now she's the oldest person that knows all the history about the village. Yeah, so in the first episode, she's like, what is the name of this village? And they're like, oh, it's insert village name here. And then she's like, cool. And then she like is walking around trying to get to know people and like getting to know stuff. And now, 300 years, she's like, I probably know more about this village than anybody here because I've been here for so long. Yeah. And the people in the village know her. It's like, hey, it's the Witch of the Highlands. This is why we're so safe. This is why we're so protected. She protects us. And she does. She kept them safe from a plague. Mm-hmm. She gives them medicine <laughs> because she's a witch. So she can like create medicine and like knows a lot about herbs and which ones are safe to use and how to use them. And she just like casually like, oh, your kid's dying? Yeah, I got time. I'll whip up a little batch of something for you. Yeah, no big deal or whatever. But 300 years later or whatever. Um, and they see her as the goddess who protects the lands. Yeah, and she goes to the guild to, you know, exchange some stuff like she normally does. And the lady at the counter is like, who's like, new, like huh? Who's new? No one else is immortal, just so you know. Yeah, no one else is immortal. Yeah, so, but, you know, 300 years later, ladies at the counter and she's like, Hey, um... What are your stats? What are your stats? Like, you gotta be powerful. You gotta be powerful. It's like, oh, I'm not that powerful. Because she hasn't checked it in 300 years. And she's only been killing slimes. She's never fought a dragon. She's never fought anything other than a slime. Yeah. And turns out she's level 99. Which is maxed out. She's maxed out her level. And she's the strongest witch in the world. Um, Probably probably the the strongest being in the world. Or whatever. And you know what happens when you become the strongest? Everybody wants to challenge you. So now every time there's a knock on our door, it's another challenger. You know, just like knock knock. Okay. I'm so and so from so and so and I wanna challenge you. And he's like, uh no. 
And then they keep giving her a hard time. So then she's like, all right. And like the first one like used wind magic against her. She's like, oh, so that's how you use wind magic. And she just repeats what the same person did, but hers is way stronger because she's uh -huh. max level. And it's like, oh, psh, and she blows them away. She like, if it, the whole rule of the game is basically like a sumo match. You leave the circle and you lose. And she's like, okay, five on one, let's go. Yeah, let's, and, let's, let's finish this. And then she blows them away. Literally blows them away. Yep. And, and then this just adds the stories of her exploits. Yep. And then the dragon shows up and says, like, hey, I'm going to fight you. She's like, Please, like, like I'm the strongest uh, dragon in, in West Philadelphia. Born and raised. <laughs> but anyway, and, uh, and they come to, because like, I heard you the strongest witch. I'm the strongest dragon. All right, let's see who's stronger or whatever. And she, she basically beats up the dragon. She beats the dragon. And, but the dragon messes up and messes up her house. And she's like, you know what? You finna fix this or you finna die? And the dragon's like, hey, give me a day. I'm gonna go get all of my stash. We gonna fix it. It's gonna be all right. Yeah, I got plenty of money, plenty of money hidden back where I live. Hey, and she was like, and, and basically she's like, you better not run away. Because I will find you. Yeah. And she doesn't even finish it. She's like, I will find you. And the dragon's like, don't worry. I'm coming back. And lo and behold, the dragon comes back, but of course she's got a nice, cute little transformation and, and introduces herself as Laika. Yeah, and her she human becomes form. she becomes her pupil because basically the witch of the Highlands is like, oh, pupil, as in you'll cook and clean. Bad. Bad. Come on, you can live with me. You can live with me. You're gonna cook and clean. Yep, this could increase the amount of laziness I can have in my life. Yep. <laughs> and so they start there, and she begins, to, you know, teaching her the way of the life. Right, yeah, but what yeah. I like about this anime is that it doesn't uh, overvalue this idea that you have to have blood, sweat, and tears to be the greatest. She's literally like, you put in moderate level of work every day, and that is okay. You don't have to work yourself, yourself to, to death. Problem. Yeah, you, because she's already worked herself to death at one point. She's even, like, yeah, because nah. like even when uh, Laika, the dragon girl, was fixing her house or whatever, just like, oh, I can work through the night and it can be done in the morning, and she was like, no. No, no, you're stopping that right now. It was just like, look, the sun went down. That's that's the world's way of letting us know it's time to rest. All right, stop it. She she not having it, and I was like, I kind of feel her, and it, it makes sense. It's like if you have a person who died from overwork in their next life, they're gonna try to be as lazy as possible, and they're also gonna look out for other people that are overworking themselves. It's like, no, no, don't overwork yourself. Yeah, and also she's immortal, so it's like. It's fine if it just not done today. She's immortal, never got a man, but ended up with two kids by the second episode. So, you know. Yeah. I'll let, I'm not going to spoil that, but I, I just thought it was amusing, so I figured I'd drop it in here. Yeah. So, it's, it's good. And honestly, I'm always down for the, you shouldn't work hard. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just, so. it's a proponent of laziness. You know, and not a proponent out, of laziness. It's a proponent of taking care of yourself. Taking care of yourself without overwork. Yeah, and knowing that you can get things done without having to exhaust yourself to the literal extremes, yeah. which I feel like every society in its own way kind of like holds this as the pinnacle because, you know, we don't call it what they call yeah, it in this Japan. This person is this way because they work harder than any than anyone else. Right, like they grind, like grind culture, grind culture is to toxic. And if you've got three, you have to have three hustles to make it a, make a life for yourself. Like, guess what? You're not living your best life. You're right. working yourself to the bone. Yeah. 
you and know? it's just like, yeah. And it shouldn't be idolized and held up as the pinnacle of, oh, if you have time, you should be working. Like, no, if you have time and you're tired, you should rest. Yeah. And it's just like, she's not saying don't work. You know, she's saying work and work consistently. However, do not overwork under any circumstances. Yeah. You know? And I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what grown person wouldn't be. I mean, but... If you have... if Rest is important. It's important. Rest is important. And overworking yourself is overrated. Because at the end of the day, as you can tell from her job, even though she dropped dead and ended up in another world, you know what they did? They probably just hired someone else to take her position. Yep. So, that's it. She literally died, lived and died for the job. Yep. So... Keep that in mind. Remember to take care of yourself. That's your PSA for this particular episode. And that is actually the end. We have come upon the end of the anime that we have watched that we're planning to talk about. If you guys have opinions, thoughts, things that you want to share with us, you can always add us on Twitter at I'd Rather Anime. You can follow us there too because we're cool people. And also we're on this new platform called Audia. A-U-D-E-A dot I-O. Yeah. So, we're we're on it. Um, I don't know if it's live yet. For everybody, you might need a referral code. Yeah. Um, but we are on it, and we'll we'll keep you updated as time goes on yeah. on how things are going on there. But basically, it's a YouTube for audio, and yeah. uh, it seems like it's going to be pretty cool. So, it'll be another place where you can check out our content. Yeah, and since this podcast episode is pretty long, you can actually listen to it in snippets instead of the whole thing at one time. So if you listen to us in between, in the meantime, between things, you can listen to the snippet instead of the whole thing. So it's actually a pretty cool idea. Hopefully it takes off. Um, Once we have a link to share with you guys, we will definitely be letting you know that. But in the meantime, in between time, you can always check us out on YouTube because we might trying to be possibly doing that. Yeah, we'll try to we're trying to do a similar thing on YouTube. We'll see how it works out. Um, But idea sounds like a much better concept for us. But we have to do like half the work for ideas. So, you know, we, we think we might go the extra step and go with YouTube. You might be listening to this on YouTube for all I know. Um, if you are, leave a comment and a like and let us know. Yeah, leave a purple heart so we know that you actually got this far. If we're a on purple YouTube. heart on YouTube? You can leave a purple heart on YouTube? What is a purple heart? It's an emoji. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm not well versed in emoji culture, as we can see. Oh uh, my God. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, <laughs> at this point, I think we might have podcasted a little too long. So um, if you're watching anything else for spring 2021 that we haven't talked about and that you think we might be interested in, you know, you can just tweet at us or leave a comment wherever you're uh, listening to this at and just let us know. Um, But with that said, thanks for listening. Uh, Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Thanks for listening to the podcast all the way to the end. And until next time, you guys. Peace. Out.